All right. Hey, everyone. Time for Puzzle Talk, the geocaching puzzle podcast brought to you by the Geocache Talk Network. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron heart on the front page of the Geocache Talk website, or you can head over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the now-famous Blackout Coin and other geocaching items during the year, well as bonus content, invites to special events only for patrons, support levels start at as little as bison tube level, which is just $3, $3 a month. Here are your hosts, Charles Watkins and Tom Brotherman. Good evening, gentlemen. Howdy, howdy. Good evening. Have you all fully recovered from Podcast of Hope? Yeah, I'm getting there. Kinda. I haven't recovered from work though. Work's killing me right now. Charles is recovering f- from lots of things. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it's been a rough, a rough couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, we're getting, we're getting there. So That's good. I, my luxurious hotel digs again on the road. On the road. I'm in Denver tonight. Um, I've got. I don't know about fifty grand worth of electronics equipment to pick up tomorrow morning, and then uh, put it on a trailer and back over the mountain to the western slope with it. So here for a night. Um, yeah. And this is going to be. I'll have a. Hopefully, this will be the last time I have to do a show on the road for a while. But um, I'll be back over in the Denver area a couple more times. Um, you know, in the next thirty days or so. So. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. Yep. Um, thanks everybody for joining. Uh, we've got our, our Aussie. So good morning. How many days are we out now, Gary? From CashCon 2021. Well, speaking of, I'll get the, I'll get you a total here in a minute, but speaking of, I have a new video to show about that. Um, but real quickly, uh, Hugh, thank you, sir. Yes. Getting in the Christmas spirit. Thank you, sir. From Canada. Is it time to go Christmas shopping already? Wait, we're supposed to buy stuff. Yeah. Well, you can, you don't have to, um, just finding our way. He was a prize winner. So he got a coin and a path tag in the mail for uh podcast to hope. He was one of the winners. So there we go. Cash the line, he can help us out. I don't know, Jeff, how how many days is it? Well, we have a lot of puzzlers on here. How many days from now till June 30th? January 30th. January 30th. Did I say, <laughs> what did I say? You said June. It's June 30th. Yeah, how, how many days? No, I'm kidding. How many till January 30th? Yep. The Maple Leaf folk are in the, are in the building, the Canucks. That's, that's right. Good. Right. Hey. Gary, let's let's argue with our Canadian friends or whatever. Y'all guys, would you please put the barbed wire fence back up and keep your cold up there where it belongs? Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, it's cold down here. Somebody somebody knocked the fence down. <laughs> All right, y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? No, there we go. Forty five days is the happy ho dog. Thank you, thank you, my friend. All right, and with that, here is the video. Oh, 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 oh,
Big thanks to Derek for putting that together for us. And for those that haven't heard, there is a large, gigantor virtual conference worldwide, CashCon 2021, on January 30th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central. I know that doesn't fit for everybody, but it is a Saturday, so we kind of hope that would encourage more people to either A, get up early, or B, stay up past their bedtime. Yeah. Yeah, so. Or both. Yeah, or both. Uh, yeah. Um, so more on that. We're, we're working hard to get it all set up. I'm, I appreciate Brian uh, spilling the beans during Podcast to Hope, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, people will – be encouraged to um, to join in on uh, each hour is different, so and it's not like a podcast. So, um, you know, if you're if you know folks that you know you guys like podcasts because you're watching this one, but if you're if you have other cashers, you know, they're like, eh, I don't really like podcasts. You're like, well, this is different, so they might be more interested in the interviews and the different things that we're doing. Um, and if you want to stay, um, yes, dress up like our favorite cash type. I like that, Pizza Ninja. I like that idea. You go, boy. Um, we expect pictures. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. um, and Ours lastly, will be questionable. Yeah, really. Keep it fam family friendly. Make sure it's not clear Tupperware. Oh, there you go. Exactly. That's don't give people ideas, Charles. Uh, I just had a bad vision. That's bad. It's real bad. Uh, we do have a. Uh, there's a link on the the website. Um, you can go check out. We'll put videos and we'll keep information out there. Geocachetalk.com forward slash wwcc21, and to let you know that. At this time next week, we will be having a special show. No puzzle talk, no gadget talk. We're going to be breaking down the different hours of of CashCon and talking about a lot of the details for everyone. So come back next. Stay tuned. But then next week, come right back, same time, same bat channel, and you will be able to. Uh, find out more and we'll give you all of the as many details as we can so all right well over to you guys for something interesting hey, quick question yeah is, is there internet is there internet on the international space station is there internet well of course there is yeah yeah they've got well, then cash con just didn't International. So then, CashCon isn't just worldwide. CashCon isn't just worldwide. It's out of this world. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> it is worldwide. Oh, there it's it is, covering there. the globe from for the constant variety of sports, the thrill <laughs> of victory, <laughs> and the defeat. Uh, so something interesting happened that. The, these gentlemen decided, you know what? I think we can talk about that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Tom, Tom, what happened? 
Well, a long time ago when I was a kid, this bad dude did some bad stuff, and we're not going to talk about his bad stuff. No. But then he went and bragged about it using ciphers. Yes. Absolutely. And one of those ciphers just got figured out recently, and so this is what? So this was about 50 years ago? When yeah. 51. 51 years ago. Wow. So it's been unsolved for 51 years. Traditionally, among people who have looked at the Zodiac Killer's um, ciphers and texts that he's put out, this has historically been known as the Zodiac 340. Um, it's 340 characters long. Um, and until a few days ago, had not been deciphered. Um so we'll we'll go over a little bit of that. The Zodiac cipher, the 340 cipher, there's still one out there that is is remains unsolved. So bear with us some. Um, but the 340, which was a really large cipher um, that was um, that he created in Sinian, was recently solved by three people. Um, David Ornit. Ornchalk? I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher the names. Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. David is the guy who put the YouTube video together that is on the show notes that we'll publish. And we're going to show a couple of clips from the his YouTube video. He is one of the people who broke the code, um, and he's from the USA. Um, the First one, and he had two partners in all of this that um, that helped him. Uh, one of them's name is Sam Blake. He's an applied mathematician from Australia, and the Yay, other Australia. That's right. Ozzy's Ozzy's representing here. That's um, right. And the other guy is Jarl Van Eyck. Um, he is a warehouse operator from Belgium. But what Yay, made Belgium go Belgium? They make great beer. Yay, Belgium. <laughs> so the EU is represented here as well. Um, but what makes Jarl very special to this, even though he's a warehouse operator by day and that's what um, pays his bills, he is an avid cryptologist and um, and a program writer, and he's the guy who wrote the program uh, that ultimately broke the cipher um, and his program that he wrote is called AZ decrypt um, uh, fun mention here. AZ decrypt is a free download that you can go out and find and download, or at least it used to be. I'm sure once all of this stuff breaks, <laughs> start charging 99 cents a download and he'll become wealthy and no longer have to work in a warehouse. Um, but those are the three guys who um, solved the um, the Zodiac 340 cipher. Um, so there's a they they give a timeline breakdown. Let me scroll down in the show notes here because I, I wrote it down. All right, so the cipher was broken by the group in 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 whole on December third. Yeah, not that long ago. I mean, it's right. only, so I mean, today's the fifteenth. So, yeah, right? you, could, so, you could pray your breaking news for things. I know I should have. <laughs> um, they submitted their decrypted 
plain text to the FBI on December 5th. In the meantime, he created this YouTube video that was published on December 11th. Well, between December 5th and December 11th, the FBI had come out and confirmed that their decryption of the Zodiac 340 cipher was 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 valid was a good was a good decryption right so they've come out and confirmed the uh the the, the decryption that these three guys uh came out and did so yeah um you know really breaking news stuff that i mean it just happened and it, it's one of those ciphers that has been haunting uh people who have been trying to find um more about the Zodiac Killer, who he was, maybe um, how to track him down. Um, and, uh, you know, they've been obsessed with this one cipher for the last 50 years and it's finally been broken. So groundbreaking um, stuff. There's, we'll go show a couple of clips of the YouTube video um, that Dave put together. And, uh, so we can see how the cipher worked and whatnot. Um, there's a misspelling in it, and we'll go over that as well. Yeah. Uh, but really cool stuff for people who are either A, into puzzles and ciphers and whatnot, which is us, which is everybody who should be here. Um, and if you're not into puzzles and ciphers, um, Hopefully, some of this sparks an interest in you to where I'm you really interested. become that. No, I'm actually interested. I really am. And, and the other group that this really appeals to is historians or um, like cold case people who try to solve cold cases um, because obviously we still haven't ever caught who the Zodiac Killer was. We don't know who he was. Yeah. Assuming it's a he. she. And and so um, it's kind of interesting to to read the entire decrypted 340 character text, um, yeah. knowing, knowing when it was given to um, the San Francisco Police Department and what happened in the days just prior to this cipher being being delivered to them. So. Um, we're not going to show the entire 13, 14 minute video right. uh, that, that David produced, but please, if you are interested in this, he gives a lot of thanks in the beginning to people who helped him. He gives a lot of thanks and um, honorable mentions to some people who uh, really helped his team of three um, in the end, be able to solve and break this. This wasn't done solely by him and his team. There were lots of outside influences that helped shift in, you see that shift? Um, to ah, shift ah, gotcha. In the correct direction. Um, and, and he mentions all of them. And so it's worth watching the video, if nothing else, to go in and look at some of their, the guy who Jarl's program, AZ Decrypt, is based on a previous decryption software that was written and, and they mentioned it in the video I, off the top of my head. I don't remember what it is, but you know, it was, it was another decryption program um, that helped break some of this stuff. 
So um, it's always kind of cool to get in and see some of this stuff and how it works. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, just happened. Breaking news stuff. Breaking news. After 51 years. Dun, 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 dun. Sharing screen. While you're getting your screen set up there, Charles, um, uh, Jeff says that he, he added the application to his puzzle solving hub. I assume, uh, Jeff, you're referring to ref.wikibruce. I assume so. But that's one of the one of our anchor um, places for that. If you need me to, Charles, I can share it if you need me to. No, no, I got it. I got it right. Got it? Okay, cool. Oh, okay, you all set. All right, good. Sorry. I just had to like scroll through the video. So this oh, is, I don't blame you. Um, what you're looking at here is the let me see what you're looking at. All right, hang on. Let me yeah. you can make it full screen. Full screen it. Yep. There you go. Is that better? Yeah. All right. That's so good. This is the 340 character text um, that's broken down. You can see there is a top section, a middle section, and two lines at the bottom. Originally, when this was sent out, it was all jammed together and was one giant text file. There was no separation. So this is something that the team did, and this we're fixing to play. We'll show you the... Um, how the shift works for this cipher. Right. What's that, Tom? I want to point out something here that I just thought about. Yeah. Remember, this is 50-something years ago. So you look at this now, you think, okay, that's wingdings or whatever like that. This wasn't done on a computer. This is done on a typewriter, which makes me wonder, Well, where, did, then, he, where did he get the character where thing? Where did he draw it? it? What if he drew it? Or did he draw it? Yeah, I guess he could have drawn it. They, they were all handmade characters. That's and there, crazy. there are 63 individual characters in total in all of this. Um, <laughs> they all appear in the first breakdown, the first section of this. But 63 individual characters, and you figure that they translate to a 26 letter alphabet. So. Oh my gosh, uh, I see my name in it. <laughs> um, second second paragraph third line just off off center to the right oh well, yeah it does say tom there hey, uh, uh, Nancy, i think the name of the what you're looking for maybe is az decrypt right az decrypt is the name of the program the app yeah that yarl yeah. created um so let's look at this and this will break us down on how the shift work that got them through this. Yes. Regarding handwritten or not, it wasn't done with a computer. Yeah. Correct. No, oh, did you make sure in uh, the second section? There you go. Then there are two lines in the third and last section. In Sam's manipulation of the cipher, he reads through all the symbols in a diagonal direction following this rule. First, start in the upper left corner, write out that symbol, move down one, and then move over two. Write out that symbol. Continue until you get to an edge. Then jump around to the opposite edge and keep going.
Then you'll have a rewritten cipher that looks like this. So I put that first manipulated section of the cipher into AZ Decrypt, hoping it would solve it, but it didn't come up with anything useful. The phrases, hope you are trying to catch me, and gas chamber didn't even appear again. But those phrases came up before, so I plugged those into AZ Decrypt using what's called a crib feature. Basically, you can lock in words at specific positions. Then the solver leaves those words alone while it searches for the rest of the key. So here goes. I clicked on solve with cribs and boom, suddenly got a really clean message. And the phrase, that wasn't me on the TV show pops out. At this point, I jumped out of my chair and yelled, holy shit. <laughs> it's because I knew the cipher was received on November 8, 1969, which is about two weeks after someone calling themselves Zodiac called into a TV talk show hosted by Jim Dunbar and featuring the famous lawyer, Melvin Belli. Okay, so me. So there goes the part about the timeline that makes some of the stuff that is in this important. In the end, the Zodiac Killer never gives us any identifiable information about who he they were, right? Male, female, age, race, religious affiliation, political affiliation, nothing. They, it, in, in the end, it's just more attention-seeking stuff, yeah. right? It took us 51 years to figure out that there's absolutely gibberish in it in the end that doesn't help us solve any of the crimes. Um, right. I did so, read today, he said, the guy said that his name isn't one of the ciphers. So I guess it's the one that's not solved or, or he's got it in some part they haven't deciphered yeah. yet. And, and there's the, the, the cipher that hasn't been um, decrypted yet is only like 13 letters, right? And so your chances of knowing the key and knowing how to solve that are very limited with only like 13 letters or 14 letters. It's, it's not a very long group of, text letters you um, don't have any pattern i mean you need that's the right, whole having more info you, you can look for patterns right and so that's i mean you look at it this 340 character text took us 51 years to find the pattern in it yeah right um so it, it's um but knowing that timeline um in in the end the guy who called into the show um, said that he needed help and he was afraid to die and didn't want to go to the gas chamber, right? And in the very first part about this decryption that was done, it said, that was not me on the TV show. I'm not afraid of the gas chamber. Right. So Back. there you go. Yeah, you know it's part of the, yeah. So now you know that the guy who called into the TV show way back in the day um, was a fraud and this was Zodiac coming out specifically to debunk that. It's just taken us 51 years now to know that the guy who called into the TV show was garbage. We can throw all of that out the window. Yeah. But in the end, we're not any closer to figuring out who this guy was. No. Uh, and, you know, Jeff kind of points that out that, I mean, there may be not even if there is, you know, because – he doesn't give it's not like he wants to be caught he wanted more like an attention 
And he thought, ooh, it'd be, you know, I'll put something. But he did a legitimate. He did a, a the cipher is legit. It's not gibberish. Right. Yeah. He he puts it out there where if you're smart enough, you can you can figure it out and maybe catch me. Well, it took a while. So there's, well, so there's, a, so there's yeah. a slight bit of danger there, and that's what gets him excited. Yeah. And, Part I'm, of it. And, and going back to what you said, Tom, this was submitted 51 years ago, long before mass computers that could um, – go through and, and hard decrypt this the way that they did. And, and, and by the way, we'll just throw this out there. We were talking about it before the show started, but they solved this by sheer dumb luck. Like they just got lucky in one of the multiple runs of this through AZ decrypt that yeah. they actually got certain words that decrypted correctly. Yeah. And then they went in, and you saw that with that crib feature, they locked those words in. Yeah. In the end, they've solved this thing, and they've decrypted it. They still don't know what the key is. Yeah. And you're talking about, you and I would think, oh, well, they ran it a couple thousand times. No, it was like hundreds of thousands of times. Yeah, if not up into the millions that they ran this thing. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, and this is not the first program that was used to try to solve this cipher either. So um, it was built off of the ground framework of another computer solver that hadn't hadn't popped out something correctly. So we're going to fast forward in the video clip real quick and look at um, the last two lines. We're skipping that middle section. And we're skipping it for a reason because there's a typo in the uh, in that middle section. And they found the typo and they fixed it and then decrypted it all. So we'll get into that third, that middle section with the, the mistake, the misplaced letter, however we want to look at it. Um, and we'll look at that here in just a minute. But let's jump in. This is... Um, talking about the last two lines in the um, of the ciphertext. Yeah. Two lines. This is what the last two lines look like when you apply the same substitution. <laughs> First thing we noticed is it has some normal looking words in it. I will, easy, and death. Very strange. Why would words appear normally? It's inconsistent from the diagonal reading order we did for the other two parts. But look at this piece. It looks like it says paradise, but spelled backwards. He used that word several times in his letters, spelled the exact same way, including in the solution for the first cipher. So if you look, there are other reversed words. First, let's put some spaces between them. Then let's put the reversed ones back to normal. Now it says, life will be an easy one in paradise, death. That seems like a pretty good interpretation, and it reinforces the solution we found for the first part because the same substitution key produced two sections of plain text that makes sense. Okay, so let me pop that out of there. Um, it's, so it's kind of neat. So not only does he have this diagonal wraparound that you have to decode, now he's throwing words spelled backwards into it um and he did that in the in his first cipher that got decrypted 
rather quickly once they put it out in the newspaper, um, back in the day, a lot of people were interested in this and put help in to solve the first cipher that he put out there. And it was solved rather quickly once it was published in the newspapers. Um, so he made this one much more complex um, that not only is it got the diagonal text in it, but that now there are backward spelled words um, and whatnot. So um, he, he's, he's, he, at some level, you almost want think that he doesn't want it to be solved. I mean, he did, otherwise he wouldn't have put it out there. Right. But he's made it so hard that 51 years has gone by without it being solved. So what, what's interesting, I'm, as I'm, I'm thinking about puzzle caches, one of the things too, that I always forget about, but something that people can remember to do is if you're going to make a puzzle, um, cache you don't always have to have words for you you could put reverse words north could be backwards i mean you know if you're wanting to make a maybe not something this difficult a, a higher difficulty yeah but a, for a higher difficulty you might want to think about you know they don't have to be straightforward they could be backward you know you could have misspelled words as long as you get as long as it's potentially solvable in the sense that if people can figure it out, they can read, you know, you don't have to have North spelled out. You could take out the O you could have an N O N R T H people will figure out that's North or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, this that, that Jeff brings up is, is very good. It goes to show that a couple of mistakes in a pattern can throw <coughs> off an automated algorithm. It's good for human eyes, but not for the machine. And, and he's right. And in this next section, we're going to look at of this video, it covers that middle nine lines of, of ciphertext, which is where the mistake happens. They realize that there's a mistake because they're getting misspelled words. And, but once they realize when they look at it, it shows you that all of the letters for the misspelling are all on the same line of ciphertext. And they said, well, I guess let's just watch the show that bean footage. <laughs> we'll, sh we'll show that section. And, uh, and, and here we go. This is the, the middle nine sections of ciphertext um, with the misplaced letter. We'll call it that. Yeah. Okay. So that leaves us with the second part. The decryption didn't look quite right yet and has some recognizable words in it. We thought maybe, since this message seems close, that there was some mistake or error in the transcription or in the encipherment. That is, the rule we are using to read out the message doesn't quite work perfectly because of some mistake Zodiac might have made when he created the cipher. So we decided to look at what corrections need to be made to fix the cipher. The first thing we discovered is that many spelling mistakes happen on the same line. For example, these words are misspelled. O-O-W should be now, E-N-S-U-G-H should be enough, slaver should be slaves, and F-O-V should be four. The problem letters are O-S-V-R. They are all on the same line. To fix the spelling, you have to change those letters to N-O-S-R, but notice that NOSR is on the same line, but is shifted one position to the left. 
Oh. Observation to Jarl, and he discovered if you shift this entire section to the right and move the H from the end to the beginning, it fixes the spelling of many words. We also noticed how life is appears in the clear up in the upper right corner. Jarl also discovered that if you ignore this section when applying the diagonal reading rule, the message in this part is even more clear. So now we go through the reading rule like this. starts to break it down diagonally. And remember, we are going to skip the life is part. Oh, so you skip parts, okay. And here's the resulting message. And with some minor corrections, we finally have this. Sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new. Jarl supposed that Zodiac may have intended for the extra words life is to be placed at the end of the message. So it reads, I am not afraid because I know that my new life is. All right. So you can see where just having one character off and that character was in the middle of the cipher text yikes so that throws everything at at you know at the middle and beyond it all off just because of one letter and one mistake and and to to go back to what jeff said it's that human eye that caught it they sat there and looked at it and said all right so this one whole line is what's throwing this all off and if you just move this. And so somewhere in the encipherment, when Zodiac was in encoding the message, right? he got a letter, she, they got a letter wrong somewhere. Right, messed it up. And, and that threw the entire rest of, and, and so that's why in the video, they talk about the first section, they talk about the last two lines, and then they come back to this middle section. And that's why, because there was a mistake in it. Um. Yeah, they also added in there's that there was a that life is part. So it's almost like to even make it even harder, the whole thing isn't neat, compact cipher. He added in because remember how you notice they skipped life is and they kept going on their diagonal, their shift. They skipped over life is because they noticed that life is was were was in a sense already decrypted. Correct. So here is the entire deciphered text um, decoded and back into plain text. Um, we'll throw this up here and let these guys. I hope you are having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me, where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise, so they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is, life will be an easy one in paradise, death. Uh, all right, and so, and so that's, that's what the 340 character text says now. Um, David does go on to say that the last little bit 
really doesn't read right, even though right. the cipher key deciphers it that way. He did say that there, there is the possibility that the last two lines, um, that they've the way they decrypted it could possibly leave up some interpretation to how it's supposed to be read. They that reading that he just did in the video is exactly how the text decrypts with the software that they used. Um, and it works throughout the entire cipher, including the one um, misplaced letter. So it, it's important to know that, um, that even though they think that it reads kind of wonky at the very end, they still submitted it to the FBI and the FBI still has come out and said, Hey, we, um, we agree that we think that this is a valid cipher. They obviously sent in all of their documentation on how the decryption worked. You know, the FBI verified it. And the FBI has come out and, and stated that that is um, the deciphered text. So, oh, there you go. So, so here's, this is um, what Jeff just threw in the chat room. So someone mentioned that the last line should read, I am not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise. Life is death. Um, it, you know, and, and, and Jeff's right. Punctuation, not having, uh, interpreting text, um, not being able to put emotion or inflection. Uh, if you just read it plain Jane, like the peanuts, teacher, wah, 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 right? If you just read it monotone, um, it's very hard to um, put emotion into some of this stuff. And you know, at the time, he was probably pretty hyped up because the hoaxy guy that was on the TV sitting there saying that he was scared, didn't right. want to die, and was scared of the gas chamber, um, which kind of made him seem a little weak at the time. I'm sure that that probably got under this person's skin like no other. Uh, so yeah. So having no punctuation, not knowing where to take pauses, breaks, where the end of a thought was, where it's not, um, is hard to do with some of this stuff, especially with, um, you know, a, a long text thing like this, um, just because it, it does just kind of ramble. It's like one giant run-on sentence that I used to write in like eighth grade English that, uh, <laughs> you know, eh. um, so yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's the cipher. That's the plain text of what was encoded in its whole. Um, the AZ decrypt is available for download. Um, uh, I, I'm sure somewhere in the video, they might mention where to get it. In the video, he does give um, a bunch of, in the text body on YouTube, he does give a lot of um, other thanks and website links and stuff like that. So we may be able to figure out where to get the AZ Decrypt. Um, but I, I can. Yeah, I did put it in the show notes. There's a site that's legit that you can go to to download it. Yeah. And so I can definitely see in the future. Um, some people are going to make some Zodiac um, themed uh, puzzle caches based off of 
this new 340 text. Um, and speaking of um, Tom, well, well, I was going to ask though, what do you think that if they, we, if we oh. made a cash out of this, what would the difficulty be? About a 17, 18? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, out of this particular one, the took yeah. 51 years. Well, and I would probably think that now that we have, we, we know the style to decrypt it, um, you, you probably would be able to, to do that fairly easily. Um, the problem with some of that is, is again, it's 63 characters. So some letters are doubled up with different symbols. This is a handmade alphabet, even though there are people in there that have um, gone in and made the, the, a computer text of this so that you can take each symbol and kind of move it around. We still don't know what the key is that, that would solve this, right? Yeah. They just, they, they figured it out because they ran it through the decryptor and a couple of plain text like sentences or groups of words came out. And so they, they left that and, and deciphered it. And then they were like, Oh, Hey, we figured it out. We still don't know what the key is. Right. And so that therein lies one of the issues that's going to be part of this is you have to be able to, in order for you to generally speaking, in order for you to solve something as complex as this, you need to know the key. Right. right Benjamin or Tom. You, you Usually. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm wondering if the key maybe is the guy's name. I don't know, and I don't know if the thirteen or whatever the yeah or fifteen digit text in the third one that still hasn't been solved. If we can, if they're gonna be able to solve it based on what was done in the with the three forty text, they haven't come out and said anything about that yet. They just said that with the shortened amount of letters in there, that being able to solve it's gonna be um, super hard to do, even with the first two ciphers decrypted now, um, you know. I'm sure Jeff's going to throw yeah. this in his wiki, Bruce. He found a, a German cipher tool already set up for Zodiac Killer. Um, so I'll check that. I know yeah. you're going to get to Tom's. Uh, well, I was going to say, though, some of, the, some of the other ciphers like Vignier and Beaufort and some others, there, hey. if you go to um, decode, Oh, yeah, I was gonna. Put that FR. I'm gonna. You, can, you can put the cipher in there, and it will brute force it and figure out the key for you. Here's the site I was. Gonna yeah. Real quick. So this this site, um, which is on Wiki Bruce, um, is I use this it, a lot. It yeah. has a lot of good info because you've got a multiple shift decoder here, progressive shifting. Alternate shifting. Go uh, to um, go up there to the upper left and type in. Start typing Vignier. Right here. That's, no, no, to, over to your left. Oh, here. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. find the Vignier. The Vignier cipher. Yeah. And click on that one. We're probably not saying it right, but yeah. And then you scroll down. I think that's one that's got the brute force and. Yeah, but it's got, uh, yeah, so you got some um, encoders. 
keys. You can change up the alphabet, preserve yeah. punctuations. That's the encoder. Go yeah, out, yeah, go back up, and you have the decoder, and it's got. I thought, I thought this was one that had the brute force. Well, there's a few of them here that have a brute force thing, and it'll figure out the. Key. It'll solve the cipher for you and give you the key. Yeah, there are a few that will do that. That will that if it can brute force solve it, it will give you the key if if it can figure it out. Yeah, uh, and right. it's. And it's pronounced visionaire. 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 So, the visionaire uh, cipher. That's right. So, all right. So this was, we're going to pull this up. I haven't looked at it much. I don't think Tom has either. It's one that Gary found and threw in the show notes. But it's worth mentioning. Um, if you're over in um, Europe, it's worth going. Um, it's in Finland, in fact. So, um, we've got a geocache that. Oh, don't make me big. Scare people off. Sorry, I did that. I must, I, I dragged it on the on the way across. So, uh, let me see this one. Yeah, you're right. Zodiac isn't, but we wanted to mention other shifts that you can do other than the typical and, and brute force. Yeah, yeah, and brute force and a key. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, thanks for pointing Ooh. it out, Jeff. All right, so this is a cache called Zodiac Killer. It's a difficulty three, terrain two. It is GC74XX6. Even okay. even without seeing the, the name of it up there, as soon as I saw the background, I knew it was Zodiac. Right. That was, that's his symbol. Um, and so here is the... Um, I'm sure this section right here at the very top is Finnish. Um, so you can easily take that in and Google translate it um, to figure out what he's trying to tell you. But then you get into the Zodiac text that is a handmade text. I would assume that this cipher, because the cache page um, was this published in 2019? So I would assume that this the the zodiac text in this is based off of the first zodiac cipher. Right. Yeah, because he didn't know 340 was it was right. No, this wouldn't be the first. This is like the second or third one because I think the first one he had 10 or 12 on it. So he's up to 38 on this one. Okay, yeah, so, right, 38, but not the not the 340 because that was just a few days ago, but yeah, I right. I but, what you're saying. So the Zodiac killer sent three yeah. different staffers to the newspaper in San Francisco, right? The first one, um, or to the police department in San Francisco, the first one they submitted to the newspaper got published across the United States and got solved within a week. I'm assuming that this alphabet for this cache is based off of that first cipher that was solved. I haven't I haven't confirmed that, but that would be my guess, knowing that we know what the alphabet is for the very first encryption. We know the key and we know all of that yeah. um, because it was it, and he used the same style of alphabet. So the same homemade um, letters. So you I would think that that first um, 
that first cipher that was published in the newspapers and was solved within about a week um, is what they're using as the base for all of this. I could be completely wrong. Um, there are lots of Zodiac alphabets and, and um, solvers out there. So at least, I mean, if you're in Finland, why not? I mean, I, I might try and solve this here this weekend and I'm, I can't tell you the next time I plan on being in Finland. <laughs> which we'll get the, we'll the mad to find it, right? We can find it. Can That's, it right. That's right. So, um, but if you look at the um, the geo checker down there, which is different looking than the normal ones, I guess. But anyway, you notice that it's about sixty forty. So maybe you're right in the sense that I mean it's hard, but it's not too hard. I mean, 60% are, are putting the right coordinates in the checker. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, this next cache that we're going to show you is a now archived cache um, that belongs to Sir Tom. Mr. Tom. Um, and we'll let him, we're going to, bring it up and, and show you the cache page. Um, there are obvious clues in here. And then we're going to let Tom talk about how he created this cache um, and whatnot. And, and he's got the, the steps to show you how to unscramble it all. Um, so let me. I'll put it in the show notes. Well, let me talk the background of it. So similar to this where a, a cipher that's 51 years old finally gets solved and and now you got an explanation how to how to do it another cipher came out um it was written by thomas or james and i can't remember his first name james patterson i'll just say patterson for thomas jefferson and it wasn't solved or broken for 200 years. And finally, a guy with a bunch of computers finally got it figured out. And there was an article about it in the Wall Street Journal. And, they, and on their website, they had a PowerPoint showing how this cipher worked. And so, and it was pretty, pretty. I don't say super easy, but it's, it's easy to to follow i'll put it that way it's not an easy cipher to break otherwise it wouldn't have taken 200 years but with somebody showing you how to do it it's pretty easy right and so the gears were well oiled in my head that day and i decided i had to put this thing together i had to hide how i wanted to do it just needed to come up with the storyline and so you can see at the top i got i call it executive order so that's kind of a clue in itself right there that it's something who does executive orders, the president. Right. All right. Scroll down. I tell you, it's not in the highway. Don't go play in the highway. I've got a picture there of uh, Jefferson and Patterson, and we just assumed that third guy there is, is Franklin. And I'm going to bring it up on my screen, too, because that's yep. too small for me to read. You're okay. Yep. So – I tell you, the first thing that you know, the guys could use a maid. It's a mess. Tell you who they are, but oh, it's Robert Patterson. Robert Patterson, yeah. 
then I go down and tell you about Jefferson, you know, that he's on the, on our money and schools, banks, his name's everywhere. Signer declaration of independence. He was a president, uh, made a heck of a land deal to pick up Louisiana. So we could get some Cajun food, you know, <laughs> typical EWB baloney stuff. That's right. But, can, but yeah. did you know he was an official with the American philosophical society and he was into ciphers. And that's where this next guy comes in, Patterson. And, you know, you've never heard of him. And I said, what, you never heard of him? He was an official of the American Philosophical Society, too. Created this cipher, took over 200 years of crack. So the guy who cracked it was a genius and used a bunch of computers. And I said, I'm guessing you have the computers, but are you a genius? And do you have 200 years? Well, <laughs> and said, oh, well, remember the, the guy who invented it didn't have 200 years, didn't have a computer, and for sure, darn sure didn't have the internet. Yep. So then we scroll down, and there's Ben Franklin holding a key up about to win a Darwin Award. <laughs> so I said, Ben Franklin, well, uh, well known as a signer of the Declaration of Pendants, also known for flying a kite in a thunderstorm with a key hanging on the string. Not the brightest of experiments, as some recreators have found out over the years. Don't recreate it unless you want a Darwin Award. Yep. Uh, he was now this next part. I'm just going to jump way ahead on this. This next part was all about the hide. This was clues for the hide. Right. He also wrote poor Richard's almanac. Wouldn't, wouldn't be so poor if he'd get a job. You know, I've got that in, in bold <laughs> or, or, or right. no, I didn't for K all caps. So that was kind of yeah. like, you know, Hey, there, this, you should pay attention to that. That's right. And a little lesser known fact was he liked, like to, in his words, take air baths. And I said, yes, that means he liked to take his clothes off and lay out in the sun where he should, when he should have been working. <laughs> Which is a bunch of baloney to get you to this next line. Guess he was green before green was cool. So that, if you, when you got to ground zero, this would make more sense. Because it was on the side of a convenience store and there was some the um, newspaper type vending machine kind of things with the freebie ones. And there was a green one there with unemployment stuff oh. in it, job stuff in it. So that's all that was about there. That's all clues for that's GZ. That's cool. Yeah. So then awesome. you get to, here's the cipher right here. And this update just tells you when I first put this out, you know, when I started geocaching, I did not know diddly squat about how to do web stuff and I certainly didn't know how to do a table so I had this as a picture which meant people had to type all this stuff out well then I learned how to make tables and I, I've kept the picture down here down there but which we'll need to get to in a minute but converted this so you could take this now you can do well you can highlight it and, and copy it into Excel which would be very useful yeah Keep scrolling down. I added a checker later on. It said all the clues are up above. And then when you get to the pictures down here, you know, I got it. Said, are you, let's see, are you scroll down to the, yeah, you're scrolled down to the pictures. I got to look on mine too. So, I, got, I have a quick question before you go any okay. further, real quick. Yeah. Can you solve, can you, because was the checker still working even though the cache is archived? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. That's good to know. 
Okay. Back to back to Tom. Okay. So every one of these pictures is well, a couple of them have the name of the picture and then some stuff written under it. So the three messy guys they need a maid. Well that not important. And you got Ben Franklin with some numbers and Patterson with numbers and Jefferson with some numbers. And then, then there's a cipher. That's just the original picture I had for the cipher. Right. Well, those numbers are, are a key, but which is the right set? I'm, I'm willing to bet it's the well, Darwin Award guy because um, he's holding a key. And he had nothing to do with ciphers. Didn't tell you anything about ciphers, but he's just holding a key. Maybe so the chat yeah. room could, could take a guess because they should be able to guess based on the information we've given. Which which of the keys is the correct key, not the guy holding the key? Remember what Tom said at the very beginning. And what's the very? No, beginning? it's the guy holding the key. I thought it was the executive order. It's that, but the guy holding the key is is Benjamin. Oh, okay. I thought it was the executive so the executive order, order stuff was that was to get you along the lines of this no. hundred year old cipher oh, okay. that the president had received. So, oh, okay. Sorry, I thought that the president one was the key. No, Benjamin's a key. That's why he's up there holding the key. That's why he's holding the key. Okay, you you didn't make it. <laughs> you didn't make it simple. Then I was thinking that I was gonna do an end run and go to the executive of the list. Cause no, none of them are executives except Jefferson. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say, I, I, I won't drop the guy's name and embarrassing, but a very well-known puzzle solver in, in our state, I'll put it, I'll make it big. Our state <laughs> had a hard time just finding the keys. I said, it's on the cast page. And it took him for when he finally found, you know, the stuff he had a big, well, duh moment, but duh. Uh, all right, so all right, so I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. So Tom has this built into um, an Excel spreadsheet, and he can pull it up and share it with y'all to show the steps that you need to take to to solve this in in Excel, and um, what how you could go about making one of these for yourself. All right, let's go back to step one. So step one, you would copy that cipher into Excel. And you notice I've, I've put every letter in its own little cell. Yep. And then I've put over to the side, there's 13 columns, 21 rows. That That's going to come in handy here in a minute. So step two you got to figure out which key to use. Well, we've already figured out it's Mr. Franklin here. So there's your key. These other two are just baloney stuff. Step three is what do you do with the key? So we got Ben Franklin. I broke it up. You know, here's the numbers. I broke it up a little different here. The first number, the three, the one, the four, the six, the seven, that's going to be your row rearranged stuff. Ooh. The, the second number 
is for a shift. So step four, you take that key and write it down the side of this thing. So three, one, four, six, seven, five, two, your seven, seven digits. Remember this had 21 rows. Oh yeah. That's divisible by seven. So you write the key down here three times. Yep. All right. Now we're going to go step five. We're going to rearrange it. So we move this, this one and three. You're going to see, look here, one BCV is going to move up to three. ADN will move down to the third. And you do that in all three sections. Okay. Step six, you're going to add the second key. That was the, you know, the second half. So the one, three, two, and the same deal. It's seven digits, and you write it three times down here. I just did it this way. I deleted the, a letter off each of them, you know, or space. So there, that took off one, that took off three, that took off two. Right. So it corresponds to the second digit in your key. Is right. How many letters to delete from each row right and then you shift everything to the left and now it spells out congratulations for solving the cache and you'll get right down to here that's where it ends the rest of this is just filler to make it to make it work ah yep so the um the powerpoint i saw showed how to solve it like we just went through here. So to create this, create it, I had to work you just take that PowerPoint and work it backwards. So if you were going to create this yourself, you write out the thing here, add some filler. Now I'm going to shift everything I'm going to shift this one over three one, this one over three, that over two. Boom. So now this all this stuff here yeah, I'm going to add filler on this side. Boom. I can skip that part because that's where I put the key in. I mean, that first. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to write these numbers here. Take I mean, one through seven. I'm going to rearrange it. That's the first part of the key. Right. And then, so that gives me that part right there. So Any could. questions? There's going to be a test. Solve my puzzle. <laughs> so, you, so you just gave them the key, which is cool, but you could hide. You could even go. You could be more evil. If you, you did hide. not give the key to this thing, you better have a boatload of computers to do this for you. <laughs> well, I'm saying I, you, you could hide the key inside the cat inside the cache page somewhere. And yes. And you know. Well, and so this is the fun part about this is that he gives you three different keys. Right. Right. You have to pick which one is the right one. Then once you figure out which one's the right one, then you have to know what to do with the key. Yeah. And so that's where the PowerPoint slide that the Washington. Yeah. yeah. If, if when this first came out, if you had um, searched Jefferson Patterson cipher, yeah. You probably would have come up with that Wall Street Journal article and it'd walk oh. you right through it. 
So it got to be well later on, right? But this, but you did it before the article. No, I did it right after the article came out. That's oh, what, okay. So people could. And there's still a few of these kind of ciphers around the country. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and if you knew where to look, um, with the clues that he had given you, you could have found the the PowerPoint that showed you how to decrypt the puzzle. Gotcha. Um, the, he archived the cache because the PowerPoint slide oh. has gone MIA. That right. Right. The PowerPoint's oh, the gone, and so is the the hiding spot. Yeah, yeah, and the the page obviously the the journal now pretty much after you go there a couple of times is going to want you to pay, which the the actual article talking about it is still there, but the PowerPoint explaining it's not. Now I found no. some other sites that kind of, kind of sort of walk you through it, but the, the visual that that PowerPoint was, was really good. Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, I had, I, I saw the, the walkthrough on the cipher, all I had to do was come up with a baloney storyline and, and, you know, I'm pretty good at that part. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so, and, and that's another, it, it didn't, it was a different style of puzzle that, but it had a shift in it, which is where the shifts. <laughs> yeah. Which is where this Zodiac came in. It had a, First letter, down one, over two, down one, over two, down one, over two, right? And it did that, but it, it broke it into sections. And so just like Tom's where he's got three sections of seven, the Zodiacs has two sections of nine and a section of two, but it all works. Um, right. You know, Tom gives you the key. You have to then know what to do with it. Simply having the key won't get you there. Sure. You have to know what to do with the key at that point. I have a puzzle cache at the public library in Odessa, Texas, that the book is in the reference section. Um, you're not supposed to be able to check it out of the library. Though the last time I went there, it was checked out of the library. Huh. Um, which it's is a reference book. It's not supposed to be able to. <laughs> which is funny because the guy who had sent me a message about not understanding what my cipher code was on the cache page. I just told him, I said, the first three letters that you're going to decrypt are this. And so if you can figure out how to get those first three letters, then you should be golden. Um, the book has since been checked back into the library because I called them and said, when this book comes in, I want you to call me so that I can come and check it out. And they said, sure, we'll do that. Um, it got checked in a couple of weeks later. Um, I never went to check it out because I was back in Colorado, but um, the book was back at the library and um, it still hasn't been um, solved since then, since I went to do cash maintenance on the cash. Right. Um, the cash was still there all in good shape and whatnot, but hadn't been solved since. So, uh, you know, I, and I straight up give you the key and the book. Um, but if you don't know how to decrypt the book cipher, then you're, I mean, you're looking at a bunch of scrambled numbers on a page. And if you don't know what to do with the key, yeah, then having the key sometimes is irrelevant because I've had people contact me and say, there's not enough clues in the, 
there, you know, there's not enough, you know, hint for us to figure this out. There's right. not enough, and I straight up give you the entire code on the cash page. You just have to know what to do with it. And that's the hard part. You know, Tom gave you the key. He gave you multiple keys. So you have to figure out which one's the right one. Then once you figure out which one's the right one, you got to know what to do with it. Um, and that's the hard part. Um, simply having the key sometimes is not enough to get you to the finish line. Yeah. In the case of the 340 text, we still don't even know what the key is. We've just, we solved it by sheer dumb luck and brute force. Yeah. And, and the FBI has come back and said, yeah, that's a good, that we concur. That's correct. Um, which is hard because you still don't know what the key is. Yeah. <laughs> They brute forced it. uh, Yeah, they they may figure out what the key is, um, you know, and so it it works. Um, But you know what the hard part of your puzzle is? It's a five-hour drive from my house. (laughs) That's the hard part. I even give you the book. Uh, I, I give you enough clues in what the book is and who wrote it. That this version of the book, and you got to remember, my mom was a public school teacher for 30 years, right? And so the, the book is written by an author named Gage. Um, and you can actually surf the card catalog for the Ector County Public Library and figure out what book that is, what vault, what version of it it is. And there's actually an online version of this book that's available to people getting a doctorate in um, education and you can actually solve the puzzle if you know what to do with it online because I've had several people that have sent me messages saying hey I found this book online is this the right one and, and I just tell them I say flip to you know I have a note for me on my cash page on my end of it and I say flip to this page is the first you know sentence say read this and if the first sentence reads this then you have the correct version of the book and uh, lo and behold, the the correct version is online, and you can actually solve it without ever going to the Ector County Public Library. Um, I just think it's kind of neat to get in there and do some old school detective work with an actual paper book and flip pages. Yeah. Um, but since the book was checked out last time I was there, I haven't been able to scrub it to see if people have underlined letters throughout the book, you know, on the correct pages. So. That was that was my big push in going to look for it was I was going to erase any marks that were made in the book. I might be able to let you know later this month. <laughs> so. I, there you go. I did put, um, if you want a little more information on the one that um, this particular one, the Patterson Cipher, I did find an interesting article. Uh, I yep. put it in the show notes. But it, it talks about this is not a substitution cipher and kind of goes through the details of why it's not and talks about the deciphering and the analysis of it. So pretty good, pretty good little article. So that's interesting to, to look through. Oh, I like the website for it, cryptania.web. I know, isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, crypt, cryptania. <laughs> Um, and I see that the AZ Decrypt website, the majorgeeks.com slash files um, slash details slash azdecrypt.html 
is in the show notes. So anybody who wants to go and look at the AZ Decrypt, download a version of it yeah. and, and try your hand at some of this, it, it's there. And uh, if you if you do this, um, no lie, if you if if one of our viewers goes out and creates a a puzzle cache based off of the 340 text using the AZ Decrypt software that they've downloaded and they send into our email address a copy of the code once it's published. Yep. Um, I'll send them one of my uh, Pathfinder 33 trackables. Um, you just need to um, get in there and um, send us a um, an email to puzzletalkpodcast at gmail.com with a GC code once the cache has published. Um, and uh, then we'll, I'll, I'll get back to you and uh, ask for your address and whatnot. And I'll mail you one of my trackables off in the mail for your hard work in creating a new puzzle cache for the puzzle solving community. Yay. Awesome. And that's good for the for the for the audio listeners as well. Audio listeners are are are, yeah. are in this as well. You know, shoot me a, a email once you um, have got it published, and uh, you know, I, I may take you know the first couple if we get a couple in, you know, it, you know, real close to each other, um, then I'm I'm liable to send you send a couple of them out. So. Um, Make make a fun puzzle for the puzzle solving community, uh, based off of the Zodiac three forty text and the AZ decrypt, and we will um, we'll we'll feature it um, in a show down the road, and then we'll send you one of my trackables for um, making the puzzle caching community a little better. Yeah, that's perfect. Did we say the GC code for mine outline, or did yeah. we just? Okay. I put in the show yeah. notes, but I, I mean, put in the show notes, but for the could, audio people, GC1WBMR. There you go. Yeah, also put it in the chat room, but you're right. For the audio listeners, give that one again. GC1WBMR. Okay. WBMR, water, bison, bison mystery. Rating. There you go. Rating. <laughs> I didn't have to cheat on my cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I thought I'd be Waterboy Mike Reed. Hey, that's the way I remember the Geo Woodstock in Fort Worth. Yeah. Monkey Boy Water Queen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, we're done. Yeah, I think we're done. Put a, put a fork in us. Put a fork in it. All right. Thanks, guys. That was a good show. Appreciate you guys doing that. Be creative when you write your cash up. Yep. Thanks, chat room, for being there as well. That was uh, that was a good good time. All right. Here we go.